Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. What's going on, guys? Want to welcome you back to another episode of Bachelors in the City. Today, we have a good friend of ours joining us on the podcast. Great guy, ton of fun to be around, but also just a ton of knowledge. And what's so great, he's always been very willing to share that knowledge, share that experience uh, with us. And he's uh, he's going to share it with you guys as well now too. So it's going to help you guys get your money right. Get your money right. Get your money right. Get your right, money Dusty? right. You got to get your money right. It's important. It's uh, definitely, uh, it's kind of important in life. So we got our buddy Jason Tardik joining us today. You guys know him from the show, from The Bachelorette. He is now engaged to Caitlin Bristow, one of the cutest couples from Bachelor Nation. Let's get some advice. Let's ask some questions, Dusty. I need all the advice, man. I don't know. Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. Guys, welcome Jason. Jason, my man, what is going on, dude? It's good to have you on. It's good to see you guys. It has been uh, way too long. Thank you for having me. And do you guys, so you're in Chicago and New York right now? That's correct, yeah. Jason, last time I think I talked to you like like this was when Pete was doing the McDonald's challenge. Oh my God, Wait. do you remember that? <laughs> I, that, I think that was the last time. That was when actually Dude, you I'm were in Chicago, so yeah. close to doing that. That was that was. I don't know how I feel about that accomplishment. <laughs> that was just like probably the most uncomfortable I think I've ever felt in my entire life. But hey, that was you made a fun tons time. Of money, man. Tons you, of money, we, for dude. You had Dana White coming on, Bob Benry. You were like blowing up America that day. Dana White <laughs> was the reason that I threw up. Okay, do you remember that? He, he, added, he, yeah. he goes, he goes, a thousand dollars right now if you chug that Sprite, and I'm like, oh, for charity, <laughs> of course, I got you. And then I, but it was the carbonation that just did me in, and I was like, oh no, I'm not going to be good. And then Dustin, of course, filmed it all. But I got to ask you a question yeah. about that. So you just got off the bachelor at this time, right? So you're probably in like pristine shape, working out, all that stuff. Yeah. Do you think if you did that? Like, I don't know if you're in the same shape or not, but I'm not in the same shape I was when I got off, right? Do you think you could possibly pull it off now? 100%. Get out of here! Can we retake it? Run it back? No, no, no! I'm I'm retiring that competitive eating uh, Instagram live career. But man, dude, quarantine—what that'll do to you? How many many viewers? How many viewers was that? Was that was a lot of people? A lot. There's like twenty, thirty thousand on live. Like I don't think Dave Portnoy gets thirty thousand on live. And no, and no McDonald's uh, sponsorship came out of it. That was the the worst part. I couldn't believe it. But uh, 
Okay. I'm not better. It's all good. Well, first off, man, congratulations on the engagement. Uh, super, super stoked for the two of you guys. Um, how's, uh, how's everything been going since, uh, since then? Yeah. Thank you guys. It's, uh, it's been fun. So we got engaged in May and right after we got engaged, we got Caitlin and seen her mom and a half mom and dad. And it's so it was like about two years and we went right to Cabo and got to see her mom and her stepdad. So spending that time out there was just the best. So it was amazing. Everything was, is unbelievable. The engagement was so great. The only like downside about it is like, you get right. You're like starting to plan everything. Like, let's get it all together. And then Caitlin went to go film, um, for Michelle season. So that's like two and a half months that she was gone. So in our little brains, we're like, Oh, no worries. Like you'll be at Michelle season and I'll be here and we're both working, you know, a hundred miles an hour, but it will be very easy to plan a wedding. And little did we know that it's like impossible to plan a wedding when you're in two different places going two different speeds. Um, so Caitlin just got back it was about two weeks ago. So, so good to have her back. And, and right okay. now she's actually in Canada. So she has not entered her home country in like two, two plus years. And so oh, she's and she back in back. Canada. Yeah. Oh, and amazing. so I'm going up tomorrow. Actually, I go to Canada for the first time. So her pa- I haven't seen her dad, um, in over two years, early 2019. Wow. And when I asked for permission, I asked her dad over Zoom because in Canada, we couldn't get in. And so yeah. this will be the first time we're getting to see her stepmom and her sister and her father and her niece and nephew while we're engaged. So it's going to be a fun little celebration. That's going to be that's gonna be a great time. So dude, I have to ask, when did you, I mean, your whole, your proposal was was perfect and then especially <laughs> perfect just for Caitlin too. And, and then just being able to have that also documented for you guys, like, so it naturally in a still organic way. Uh, when did you realize like that was how you were going to do it? Like, when did that come to you for that idea? I wish I could tell you, Pete, it was like this plant. Like I had this huge operation. It was actually the opposite. So what happened okay. was I was thinking naturally, I'll, I'll just propose in Cabo, right? This is a no brainer. Go, she goes to see your mom. It's beautiful. Get some good pictures. Perfect. Then my mom, who's like the analytical, that's where I get my analytical side. She starts doing all this research. She's like, you cannot travel with that ring and go into Mexico. You would have to claim that. And there could, you know, what kind of issue? Could someone steal it? Would she see it? Like, you can't do that. And this was, I'm not kidding you, man. This was like three days before. So I'm scrambling with my mom. I'm kind of like you beat. I'm a, and I think I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think you're a little bit of a mama's boy and it's not a bad thing. I talk to my mom. I talk to my dad too every day, but I talk to my mom every single day. And so I'm like, mom, what the hell do I do? And so we, we just like, she helped me brainstorm a little bit. She's like, you met her on the podcast. Like, could you do something with that? I was like, holy shit. She's got a big podcast next week. She has a a bridal photo shoot. What are the chances she had a bridal photo shoot that week? And so we put all the pieces together in like a three day scramble. And uh, I used, I worked with her manager and her makeup artist was there because she was getting a bridal shoot. It was perfect. And we told her the inside scoop is we lied to her. We told her there was a huge Apple deal with this. So she was going to get a monster sponsorship. So Cleo, yeah. her manager's like, we got to bring in the cameras. We need three. Jason, like, we really need you prepared. So Caitlin's like going over the pre-prep and she's like, okay, man, we really got to do a good job here. Cause she thinks there's <laughs> this like big dollar amount. And she was like, totally punked. It was awesome. Yo, that was perfect. <laughs> Shout out to mama Tardic right there. For the mama Tardic and Cleo. Looking out. Yeah, man. The real MVP. Yeah. That's freaking it great. Fun. It was fun. Yeah. She she probably like legit had no idea it was coming in that exact moment. She had 
Oh, and I tell you, she had no idea. I mean, she had no fucking clue, which is like her yeah. reaction was so real. The funniest yeah. part to bring that circle full story, man, is we were at dinner and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you pulled that off. And she's like, so like, is there an Apple sponsorship? Like, am I still getting paid on that? I'm like, I was no. about to say, she's a little disappointed from that. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, no, Caitlin. I was all set up. It's like, oh, I, I, thought, I thought so. I thought so. But I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> just had to make sure. Double, sure. Double check. Sure, right? That, yeah. That's hilarious. So, okay, dude. So you guys, you guys have obviously one of the cutest relationships in, uh, in Bachelor Nation. But it's cool because you guys didn't meet at all, like on a respective season with each other. For our listeners that maybe don't know, how did you guys run into each other or meet? How did this whole this this whole love story come come to be? Yeah, man. And I think honestly, like, and you could attest to this too. I think when you meet on the show, your likelihood of a success rate probably decreases at a much more significant rate than if you met off the show. My theory to that is it's it's not an easy thing to fall in love with someone. And then, you know, have a happy little time and then have to go relive all that shit and watch your significant other do all these other things and all the backlash, you know, Bachelor Nation, good and bad, it could get crazy. And so fortunately, honestly, and and even reliving this dude with Caitlin's podcast, because they did the greatest seasons, they re-showed her season in one day. That's right. Just for that. that day, it was kind of tough. So I can't imagine a whole season. I want to at least yeah. put that out there to give you know people context, like how hard it is if you're on the same season. We actually met, so our, my, the season I was on with Becca ended and they were deciding whether they're going to do Colton, Blake, or myself for The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And obviously we all know they went with Colton. And it was right after that, I was working as a banker in Seattle and you know, Caitlin's podcast, they go all over the place. And so yeah. she was up in Seattle doing podcasts with a bunch of, but you guys know like Jason Mesnick, and um, oh my God, there's another bachelor that lives out there. I'm blanking on. And so she asked me to do the podcast and I did it with okay. Olivia, Olivia Caridi, if you guys know her from the bachelor world. And that was the day I met Caitlin. Yeah. And so we met on the podcast and then uh, I was friend zoned for like two, three months, shattered that friend zone. And here we are, you know, two, there three, what is it, two, three, almost three years See, later. <laughs> Apple endorsements and amazing engagements. Yeah. I love it, man. <laughs> Life but guys is crazy. listening, if you're in the friend zone, it is not over till it's over. That's right. This you got to keep fighting. Guys or girls, you can break that shit down. Break Living it down. Keep me right a good here. fight. Well, Jason, so you guys, yeah, you obviously have a lot of exciting stuff happening. Your personal life, all that. You get to plan the wedding. But you are killing it right now with your podcast. Top charted podcast, finance podcast. Um even before this, I even knew you were doing this. If someone would have told me you were to come out with a finance podcast, big hundred percent, it's going to be a huge success. Um, and I go back to you because I remember we met. The first time we ever met was we uh, we we met up at that um, that hotel, right? And it was a uh, was it Burbank or Studio City area? And, oh, uh, dude, yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do. And that was before you were the Bachelor, right? Before before the whole Bachelor thing yeah. happened. And man, you were, I just, I was super grateful for that. You just kind of took me under your wing and just like had an honest talk with me and gave me some advice and just guidance in the whole world because I didn't know what I was doing and kind of navigate it. But so you said earlier, you were, you were a banker before this whole world kind of took off, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Yeah. So I was a corporate banker for 10, 10 years. And I moved kind of all over the country. Then I got my MBA in accounting and finance. And it was when I was a banker that I decided to kind of go back uh, or go on the show and just take like this life detour. Right. 
what a detour it's been. So, um, what have, did you always want to create this type of podcast? Was this always a plan or did it just, just come up kind of spontaneously? That's yeah, a good question. So I think one of the things for me is that I was always the corporate guy, like do what you're told, go where you go, say yes, and do what it takes to move up the ladder. And I did it. I moved all over the place and I was promoted at a, a very accelerated rate. And on paper, like life was perfect, right? I couldn't ask mm-hmm. for more at 29. But I quickly realized like when I got home and took that suit off, I was just, I was miserable. And that's why I ended up going on the show because I'm just like, I feel like I've done a decent amount professionally, but personally, I'm a disaster. Like my mom, and, and it doesn't make sense to go on a show for that, but everyone was like, what are you doing? Like you got your career by the balls, you're gonna go on a reality show. But it kind of yeah. showed how lost in the system I got. And I quickly realized after going on the show and then having the you know unbelievable fortune of building this platform, I recognized how many other people are totally lost because we're supposed to live this like blueprint model in life. If you think about it, like people are just buried in debt and student debt and trying to figure it out. Happiness rates within careers is so low. And so mm-hmm. being able to have this podcast as a platform to talk to the most successful people in the world from all different walks of life, for them to also reiterate that message and then tell their story of when they fell on their face 15 fucking times and found ways to get back up and then talk about money and not make it like, oh, we shouldn't, t- we shouldn't talk about money. We, that's unheard of. We can't talk about it. To get comfortable with those conversations uh, has been a great tool to like empower people. And to me, yeah. to back to your question, it is. It's like a dream to have that opportunity. Dude, that's amazing. I mean, I, I think it, what you just said is so spot on. And everyone thinks that there's this like this cookie cutter way, how you have to live life, how you have to climb the, the ladder and succeed. And there's so many amazing stories out there about people just saying, the hell with that. Like, I'm going to figure out another way and, and become extremely successful and, and share my story. And I think it's super cool. You guys, you kind of definitely have removed that kind of taboo about money. And, oh, can we talk about this or that? And I remember when the first... I think the first time I heard about it, you did done an episode with, uh, with Dean and he was just super transparent about everything with, you know, the show and that, and that's cool. I don't feel like a lot of people don't do that. So it's cool. You give everyone that kind of perspective and kind of let people in, you know? Yeah. And I just think that's the only way we can kind of learn is if we have these conversations. Cause in my, like, I I have like a theory that the reason at work, like when I worked in the corporation, like you don't talk to your peers about how much you make, you don't talk about the bonuses you were given. Why don't you do that? Because if I provide my peer with that information, they have more leverage to negotiate on their behalf. And that works against kind of like the system that's set up. So when I recognize that, I'm like, let's fucking break those walls down. And I talk about everything. Pete, I think I remember we were at a bar once. I'm like, dude, who makes more money? Like do, do private jet flyer, like private pilots, or is it like the United? And you were telling me that it's actually the commercial people that will make more. I was blown away by that. It's cool yeah. conversations. The more you know, the more you can pe- do. People don't know that. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Why, yeah. yeah. Why, why do you think it's always been like that? To be hush-hush with finances? It's even like with like um, with school. We don't really talk about finances on what we're supposed to do after high school, after college. It's it's such a, a weird thing we just don't discuss. Why do you it's think It's weird. That? It's this taboo thing. I, I think we could have probably a whole podcast on this. My general theory is that the more we talk about it, the more leverage we have with like our employers and, and the worse that works out as we're trying to negotiate on our behalf. But what's interesting about that, Dustin, is like if you study like human behavior, like we can't, I can't sit here and be like, hey, Dustin, how's your year been? Tell me your best year and your worst year financially and like lessons you learned. That would be uncomfortable or against etiquette. But then again, what do we do? Because we can't have those conversations. We go buy Rolexes, right? We go buy fancy cars. We go on these fancy trips so that we can show people 
whether we have it or not, that we are wealthy, yeah. but we can't fucking talk about it. And to me, that yeah. is like the issue of why our net worth and, and our debt and like the, the financial stability uh, in our country is kind of a mess. So that's, that's like my overall high theory without like taking up your whole pod, just talking about that. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I mean, you're spot on, man. I think honestly, it's, it's only to benefit corporations. It's not for the employee because yeah, if you, if that information's out there, it only gives them more leverage for negotiating. And it's weird because you see certain careers where everything like NFL, professional athletes, that's completely broadcast yeah. and there is no taboo. And it's, it's like, well, why, why is that the case? American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. What would you say, dude, is your, is your best the greatest financial advice you've ever been given or you've learned in your years, you know, in this, in this industry so far? Yeah, I think it's kind of, it, it goes back to the conversation we just had. And it's this idea that I, I'll summarize in like a few words, which is just like break the blueprint. We just talked about people getting paid, not knowing. I think you could see the world we're living in, which is so cool, especially with COVID change yeah. has been accelerated at such a magnified rate. So what might have taken our society to accelerate like five years or five years has just been done in like a year. So we're seeing mm-hmm. hyper change. Okay. An example, and I'm not, you know, I know there's good and bad with this company, but like, I think Barstool Sports is cool. in the fact that they, everyone there, they know what one another makes. Like the chicks yeah. in the office, they came on the pod. They're like, we know what each other makes. We're both motivated in the same way. We both help each other. And those are things that we got to do. And I think when you look at finance, it's the exact same thing. So the average credit mm-hmm. card debt in America right now is about $6,270 for each U.S. family. The, the, wow. the total student debt in the United States is $1.59 trillion. Okay. And the average net worth, like in our circle here, like we're talking for 30 year olds, the average net worth in the United States for 30 year old is $7,000. And so our generation, millennials are just turning 40. We are 80% behind the, our parents' generation. So The more we can have conversations about it, the more we can stop living our life for the car that we are driving or the shirt that we're wearing or the restaurant we're eating at. And the more we could just be open and honest and not be ashamed of not knowing or not be ashamed in debt. Look at the numbers I just brought up. We're all, everyone, almost everyone side to side is in a tough position. So I think what we need to do or my biggest advice would be start talking about it and don't be ashamed about it because you'll never fix a problem until it's addressed. Why, Why don't we do that in schools though? Like, why don't we do that in high school? And, you know, I've had plenty of conversations with, with my friends about this. We have so many, you know, you could call maybe odd subjects or realistically like not pseudo, you know, subjects that you're going to use a lot in the real world. But this, I mean, those, those statistics that you just listed, that's a real thing. That's a real problem. I don't understand why our education system isn't addressing this early on and kind of trying to nip it in the butt. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of theories on it. And some of the have, crazy yeah. theories on it, it does sound here what you're going to say, but and the crazy theories are like, they, they think there are some people out there and there's some maybe truth to this, that the system is set up for the masses, right? If you have every single person thinking about their finances and individual entrepreneurship and uh, kind of breaking the mold, 
then how are you going to get the masses of 300 million plus in the United States working all kinds of different angles and jobs and careers and going to college? And so I think there's this system that's set up, like you go to elementary school, you go to middle school, high school, you go to college. And then because you go to college, you're in somewhat of debt. And now you got to work out of your debt. And it's like mm-hmm. that works for the macro. But I think the curriculum needs to be changed. And maybe I'll have to do so. I'm curious, like how do curriculums even come up? Like when did they first come up and who created them? I think that's how America makes money, though. If most of, you know, Americans are in debt, then the U.S. is doing good overall because, I mean, it's the the American dream. You go to school, you go pay all this money for college. After you get out of college, you're paying your debt, but you buy a house, you're in debt buying your house, you buy the car. You know, it's just, it's a never-ending cycle of the rat race, as you might know. I mean, you've been rich debt, poor debt, I guarantee it. Yeah. It's like the endless cycle of just, just always being in debt and always paying payments and whatnot. Yeah, I I think for me, the my dad's always told me just for like financial advice is the biggest thing you can do is pay yourself first, always. Yeah. And from the you, know, the, you know, the earliest age that you can start doing that, whatever it is, whatever amount it is, pay yourself first, put stuff away in savings, put stuff away in investments, and then take care of whatever your payments are. But if you pay yourself first, you're most likely going to have a good chance of setting yourself up for some success later on and enjoying the, enjoying the, uh, you know, the fruits of that labor. But That's a good one. And the other thing too, I think with that is like pay attention. So pay yourself first for sure, but pay attention to yourself, right? Because yeah. if you're doing things like opening the bar tab and buying everyone drinks, or you're doing things maybe that you, you technically can't afford and you're not paying yourself, you should probably psychoanalyze like why are you doing these things? Like maybe mm-hmm. what insecurities you might have that you're trying to fulfill with money? Because once you could break into the psychology of that, to your dad's point, Pete, you're just, you'll, you'll constantly be paying yourself and not worrying about others. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great advice. And, and, and on top of that, so I, I've always, and I'm curious who, who you, kind of your inspiration is for who you've like looked up to for uh, just learning from. Tony Robbins is like probably, I've read just so many of his books, listen to so many of his podcasts, or, you know, not podcasts necessarily, but um, YouTube videos. And uh, you need someone to inspire you and get you, you know, feeling like, okay, I know what I need to be doing, going down the right path. Uh, Tony Robbins does an amazing job of that. And yeah, he's a big proponent too. Just pay yourself first and long-term investing. Don't try to make a killing. Sure, everyone you know has this instant gratification type desire, which it's human nature. I get it, but uh, it's a, it's all about the long goal. I think for for financial success and hundred percent. I have a bit of a question, Jason. So, what would what advice would you give an entrepreneur on saving and investing them in themselves? Whenever starting, I mean, any entrepreneur starting out, it's difficult. You know, it's hard. You know, you don't know when you're going to get that next check. Can you really pay yourself first? Can you really invest a little bit of that portion? Because you don't know when you're going to get paid next. You might have to save it just to get by. What would be your advice for someone um, financially that's entrepreneur? Yeah. So the the first thing, and I've had some cool people come on the podcast. I've had a multi-billionaire come on a podcast and I've had, uh, so you guys have heard of the company uh, Freshly, a gentleman Mm -hmm. that started Freshly, started in 2012, and then he sold it in 2020 for 1.5 billion. So it was interesting to hear the perspectives because the multi-billionaires, Mark Laurie, he owns the Minnesota Timberwolves with A-Rod. His perspective was, I don't ever take anybody's money. I put myself in a position where I am all in on that scenario. Because if I'm all in and I take the risk that I need to take, I know I will not allow myself to fail. So I drilled down a little more. I said, tell me more. He said, if I asked you right now, 30 days, Jason, could you take a bike and bike across the United States? Could you do it? I said, 
well, I work out and stuff, but I'm not a big biker, so I don't have biking endurance. There's no way I could do it. He goes, all right, I tell you right now, you're dead. You die if you do not make it in 30 days. You're gone. You're off this planet. You're dead. Can you do Mm it? I was like, I would do it. He goes, I live my life like that. And with my businesses, I'm all in. So I don't have an option to fail. And what does that do? That has me working at a speed and a thought process that I've never worked at. Now, the Freshly CEO said the same thing. It's the opposite. He said, and same with the co-founder of Netflix, Mark Randolph. He said, OPM, other people's money. You're working, you're driving the business, you need to raise capital so you're not using your money, so you're deteriorating your risk, right? You're not as risk aligned with the business because you're the one laboring. So I think you have to decide what approach works for you. And then the most important thing, if you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, without a doubt, is think about the things, Dustin and Peter, that get you going. Peter, I know like you were picking up DJing. Like you, so obviously there must be something like when you're at a nightclub or you're seeing a DJ, like you're getting into the chemical release or, or Dustin, think about the things in life. Maybe it's working out or you know, I've seen you do some funny TikToks. Like who knows, maybe it's comedy, whatever it is. Like what is that thing that kind of gets the chemicals in your brain rolling? And yeah. make sure that whatever business it is, that those same chemicals are released in that way because it's a 24-7 project. It doesn't end. It's not a nine to five. It's 168 hours in a week and you have to go all in and whatever you're doing. And there's no way you'll make it unless you have some type of like excitement or passion around whatever it is that you're doing. You got to have skin in the game. That's, that's, yeah. wow. <laughs> that, that hits. I think, uh, Dusty, I mean, you've been doing a great job of that. Like that's, you've been, how long have you been working on uh, Guaranteed Karma right now? Uh, this is the first year. This is the first year, but yeah, it gets me excited. What is it, Dust? Tell me about it. Yeah, Guaranteed Karma is a volunteer platform. So what we do, we make it easy for people to volunteer. Um, We have other cool social events and we reward people with local businesses. So you get incentives like a free workout class, um, half off a helicopter tour, food, beverage, things of that nature. So we're just trying to reward volunteers. Sweet. So yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I I totally, I, I, Dustin and I had conversations about this and like, for me, you know, I obviously never left flying and that's just, I'm never going to God willing with my health, but I feel like it takes just almost a certain type of person with, a, you know, that, and, and I respect, I look up to it like crazy, that kind of drive to be like, I don't know. I would stress, I feel like not having, like being almost an entrepreneur and like going out and making my own thing. Like I, I have like a job I know I can count on. I can count on paycheck every two weeks. And, but I almost feel like I'm missing out a little bit on that, that little bit of fear or that little bit of like, I don't know. I'm not guaranteed anything like in this next two week paycheck, like unless I really, you know, put my entire skin in the game and like, I give it my absolute all. I look up to people that have that kind of mindset and live in that, that kind of world, because I think that's what obviously makes super, super successful people and, and they freaking kill it out there. But, uh, so definitely look up to both you guys for, for doing that. I think it's cool though, because I think one thing that you should give yourself credit for is that unlike majority of humans, you know what you love and you're not going to do anything but what you love. And so at the end of the day, if you look at like, what is the purpose of, of, of life? Like everyone has different meanings, but I do think pursuit of happiness uh, is yeah. in that somewhere, hopefully. And so I remember like when we back to the conversation we had, like when, when you just started going off the batch or when you got off the batch or you would talk and we talk business, what's next. And always consistently, you were like, I'll do all this stuff. Like I'll, just, you know, make a few bucks, but I'm going to keep flying. I'm never going to stop flying. And I was blown away by that. 
right? Because I was like, dude, you, if you go all in on this stuff, like if you, you know, hire a team and do this with your, you can make, you're gonna make millions of dollars. And you're like, that sounds like cool and stuff, but I just love flying. So I'll do that on the side. And if it comes in great and I'm still gonna be a pilot, I think you need to give yourself more credit that you have that defined because so many people spend their whole entire life searching for what you've already found, which is fucking, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Definitely feel very lucky. He gets so excited about flying every single time. (laughs) That's that's the dream to get excited about (laughs) the job. (laughs) That's the exact opposite. We we were out in Belize. We took this caravan flying from uh, this this port. We got off the boat. (laughs) Just like freaking out. I'm yelling. I've never been with you where you've been calm on a flight. I know. I know. Um, It was funny because this guy's flying and there's an empty seat at the co-pilot. And I'm telling Pete, get your ass up there. I don't feel comfortable (laughs) unless you're up there. Just in case, worst case scenario, I need you up there. He's trying to send them back. I'm like, no, get your ass up there. Get up there. Get up there. That's awesome. That's hilarious. That's good stuff. All right, man. Dancing with stars. Yes. Talk to me. First off, are we going to see, is there any chance that we see the possibility for the first ever married couple back-to-back Mirrorball champions. Is there is there any is there any possibility of that in the universe um, that we see? Are you saying? Tell me more about that question. Me, meaning meaning you'd go on. Oh, you, it, you and Caitlin yeah. probably what the only only couple that's ever won. There you go. Uh, you know that would be pretty badass. I if, if I was be. ever asked to go on that show, I would for sure sure go on it. But like I'll say this behind the scenes, that's a brutal show. Like there, when I say brutal, I mean, you're going seven hours a day, full speed. Caitlin was like every day, just beat up. Like it is. And, and they're, they're like warriors. They're going at each other. It's very competitive. So yeah. I would do it, but I would do it hesitantly. Um, but it's been fun to watch it back. Caitlin and I have watched a few episodes this year. It's been fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a, like a, um, quite the experience. I remember seeing, I think you guys were on, it was when they were doing the, uh, the recaps of the seasons. Right. And you guys were on with, uh, with Chris and they were, and that's when it was announced, right? You guys were super confused about it. Yeah, we were doing, so we actually, it was during COVID, they re-aired Caitlin's yeah. season and we're just sitting there and Chris was like, we got a big surprise for you. And she's like, do you know about this? I'm like, I have no idea. And they told her Dancing with the Stars and her dream's always been to go on Dancing with the Stars because she was a dancer yeah. growing up. So to kind of see that play out was pretty cool. And if I'll take another motivational takeaway for you, Dustin, you, Peter, and I'm working on it. Caitlin would always say before, like, she'd be like, I'm going to go on Dancing with the Stars. And I think so logically in my brain, I'm like, oh, Caitlin, like, uh, they've, they only pick people like right off the show. I think your time has come. Like, you know, I wouldn't say that, but I think that. And she yeah. would always be like, no, nah, it's going to happen. I'm like, there's, it's not going to happen. Like, how's that going to happen? Speak it into existence. And then it happened. And then she won. Yep. And I'm just like, you got to just put shit out there. Because I think too logically. You know, I don't think like you can hope tell she's extreme strategy. She's very good at at, uh, at manifestation. It's crazy. Definitely. Are you guys good yeah. at that or no? Love doing it. Do you you do it? It's good. Yeah, it's good. I tell Pete this all the time. It's good for my mental health, especially being an entrepreneur. I don't know when my next paycheck's coming in. But if I believe that next check's coming. Don't stress. The next big thing's coming. It's good. It's like, it helps me relax. It helps with my stress. It just puts me in a better mindset altogether. And so you vision, you envision it. That's what I you envision, do? Yeah. Me and Pete do the same thing. We you envision, do it too, Pete? Yeah, we have, we have a lot. Of, we, we're, we're good about it. We have good conversations, you know, usually every morning reminding each other, checking in on, you know, did you do your manifestation or whatnot? And wow. just, I like just having, I've never been really a, uh, like a yoga or like, a, I don't know what you want, that kind of world. But manifesting is just like, like I'll wake up and I'll just like, I do when I wake up and I do it right before I'm going to bed. And I just visualize, yeah. visualize, visualize. And I like allow myself to feel the feelings of whatever it is that I'm, I'm 
open for putting out there. But yeah, it's cool. You can tell Caitlin does that a lot too. And it's, it's, it's worked for her, which is great. Jason, we got a, for Guaranteed Karma, we do cool little events. We're having a manifestation coach come on on uh, Zoom one time. We'll have to invite you on there to listen in. Let me in because I need yeah. coaching about that. And I will 100%. listen. So dude, you 100%. let me know and I'm there. So dude, so what's, uh, what's next for you? What do you have? Obviously you got this podcast going on. Any um, future projects uh, that are coming out you can talk with us about? Uh, what's, uh, what's next? Yeah, so we have a, a platform. Uh, it's a consulting platform called Restart. So if anyone's out there, give Restart underscore Reset a follow. It's all about rewiring uh, education and career management and financial management, the stuff we talked about. It's like, in summary, it's the shit we weren't taught in school that we got to know. And it's very 101. So it's not overwhelming. You won't get confused too in the weeds with it. We also have a business networking group called Restart All Access. So people that are looking to expand their group, they can network with people all over the country in all different positions, which is fun. And so obviously we have the podcast. And one thing I've been doing is like, I kind of work as my own manager and work with other managers to source brand deals so that I can take that money and reinvest it. But I would say something I'm most excited about because it's been a project going on since April, 2020 is my uh, first book comes out. So I have a two book deal with Harper Collins and the manuscript is submitted. Yeah. And uh, it's we're we're working through it. I got my my like book cover shooting on Wednesday, and in January uh, it comes out. And so the whole premise of that book, I, I can't disclose the title yet, but the whole premise of the book is a lot of what we talked about, and it's uh, restarting your path, whether it's professionally, financially, or personally. And it's kind of a, a memoir of, of examples through the reality TV space in corporate America, some of the biggest uh, challenges I endured and some of the biggest lessons I learned from either my experience or other people's experience. So that if there's even one takeaway in uh, the 10 chapters uh, that address all different areas that you could apply to your path and, and taking a bit of a detour, uh, it'll be behoove you and, and kind of your overall happiness. So that's one I'm super excited about. I love that, man. Congrats wow. on that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's if you guys are okay with it, it, I would out. love to send you a, a book when it comes out. Give it a read and are give you me your feedback. Me? Are you kidding absolutely, me? Absolutely. Of course, man. yeah. Awesome. That'd, that'd be great. I um, I don't know how this, if this works logistically, man, but I'm just like thinking you got to find a way almost to, you're talking about curriculum and getting things added. Your whole restart program, um, that'd be like perfect for you know, getting that into high schools and especially with all the Zoom classes that are occurring now because of, you know, the pandemic. That's, I don't know, I think you may have something there. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that, man. It's exciting. I'm going to hit you up for sure and get uh, financial advice for Guaranteed Karma and myself. Done. Yeah. I'm going to help you with the financial advice. You help me with the manifestation. Well, we'll be a, we go. a good trade, you know? Done. <laughs> hey, there deal. we go. I love it, man. Well, hey, dude, thank you so much for coming on. You've always been so gracious with your time and I'm um, just always willing to help people out, give advice and, and share your experiences, share your knowledge. So uh, thank you for, you know, for just being you, being a, a stand up guy and I really appreciate everything you shared with us today. Likewise, guys. Yeah. And for our viewers, uh, listeners, what's one book or something you would recommend for someone to get started on the right track to be, I mean, to be better with their finances? Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, Okay. So two I'm going to put out there that have taught me lessons about life and business that I have that stuck with me forever. One is uh, Freakonomics. And the other one is the McDonaldization of Society. That is a, a very, very interesting read uh, and one that I read 
over 10 years ago, but I still think about. So those are two good ones. Mm, nice. Yeah. Right, right up my alley. There you go. I full circle. And, and with the McDonald's. <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for having me. It's always great talking to you guys. Dustin, let me know. You know, I'd love to have both you guys on at one point. Uh, if we get you on the podcast, we can talk about your business. And Pete, I'd love to talk about the industry of flying, the ins and outs, and the, the money and the, and the career behind it. So that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely man. We'd love cool. to. We'll Good definitely pleasure. have to do that. Cool. Good stuff. All right. Well, it's been real. You guys know where to find Jason on Instagram. You got Restart. Uh, take, keep a lookout for his book coming out as well. Give his podcast a listen. I know you will love it and find a, a lot of great information. So uh, thanks again, man. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at redrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. See you next week.